0: Cheap lights, off brand camera, non union action. This is Futuramapedia.
1: the show this is episode 27
0: <laughs> episode 9
1: what you didn't get the you didn't hear the other ones well that's that's your loss uh
0: well welcome to future ampedia I'm Steve Gower and I'm Steve Gower Mike Mercereau <laughs> um, on today's episode we actually watched a season 6 episode uh, we rolled a pair of dice to figure out which episode number. A dodecahedron. <laughs> we got the number eight. <laughs> um, so that turned into uh, Yo Lila. Leela. Leela. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, we also have Futurama News. Good news, everyone!
1: So uh, Maurice LaMarche has won an uh, Emmy for Outstanding VoiceOver Performance. And that's for the episode Silence of the Clamps. And that is for voicing Wells. <laughs> <laughs> That's voicing Clamps, Donbot, Hyperchicken, Calculon, Hedonismbot, and Morbo, all in that episode.
0: Oh, I didn't realize he voiced all of them. I, I must not have been paying attention in our last episode. We talked about the Emmys. Who's
1: uh, who's your favorite out of that list?
0: Mm, um, I'd say Morbo. See more of Mor- Morbo, though throughout all the episodes. so
1: More of Morbo.
0: More bow. Morbo. More uh, and actually, uh, there's another bit of news. It's not exactly Futurama related, but uh, recently uh, on Will Wheaton's Tabletop, which is a web show. Will Wheaton. <laughs> cool whip. Uh, a web show hosted by Will Wheaton where he gets a bunch of uh, actors, writers, and friends together to play games. Uh, Phil Lamar actually showed up in the latest episode where they played Wits and Wagers Family Edition. And uh, they do like a, bit, like a three minute interview, or whatever, uh, to go along with the show that they cut up and air throughout the show. So I actually thought that we might play a little clip of the interview. I grew up on Star Wars um, and getting a role in the Star Wars The Clone Wars was actually really, really cool, um, especially because I got to play a Jedi. Do the voice of Kit Fisto who, prior to the animated series, was like kind of a lame Jedi. He's this guy who shows up only to be killed by Emperor Palpatine. There's like three Jedi who come through the doors like, let's get the chancellor. And the chancellor's like, I'm actually a Sith. Ah! And he just like kills two Jedi right away. One of those is Mike.
1: I'd have to say that's pretty neat. I didn't know that he did the Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, I, well, he does a whole bunch of other voice, voices. Like, would, would he say the Justice League too? Yeah. Uh, well, you didn't hear that clip, but that's in the interview we watched. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, he didn't mention Futurama on that list when he did his interview. So,
1: I don't know. Because he's <laughs> too good for Futurama.
0: But uh, anyways, the game that they played was uh, was pretty cool, so you should go check that out. It's It was a fun episode to watch, especially with Phil Lamar being Phil Lamar in the show he's instead pr- of Hermes. He's Herman's a
1: pretty funny guy. Yeah. And as a voice actor... Actually seeing him and his facial expressions, his eyes really bald. Yes. Yeah, when he's, <laughs> yeah they w- he's very animated and
0: yeah. not no pun intended there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, he was in a live action movie.
0: Yeah. Pulp fiction.
1: Pulp fiction. Yeah. And is this, this wrong? Or when he talked about Kid Fisto, is it is it wrong that I thought of something inappropriate?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I blame George Lucas for that. <laughs>
1: in fisto
0: um, okay so I think that that is it for uh, for the news um, no more news everyone <laughs> it's a dry well <laughs> um, <laughs> alright so we we watched the eighth episode of season six yo Lila, Leela
1: so against <laughs> all odds Leela manages to write a successful children's story which becomes a huge TV hit
0: yeah that uh that pretty much sums it up quite well um so uh well i guess first impressions um well for me this is the first time i watched it but you've seen it before let me hear what you think first gets better every time i watch it <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you watched it <laughs>
1: many times
0: <laughs> um, but, uh,
1: yeah it's it's a cute episode
0: that's definitely an appropriate (laughs) way of saying it i guess um so yeah this is the first time i seen it though um uh i thought it was okay um it's a a decent enough episode and i i got some enjoyment out of it you don't you don't sound convincing (laughs) well there's there's one line that i didn't like but i i will save that till later the worst line the worst line yeah that's that's the professional radio tease for you there. By the way, We're, we'll talk about it later.
1: <laughs> Coming up after this.
0: <laughs> so what? I guess we'll just uh, go through the episode a little more in depth. So to start off the show, Leela goes to the uh, the
1: the orphanarium. That the she orphanarium, yeah. Cookieville. Cookie Minimum security orphanarium.
0: <laughs> Minimum security, and she gets there by some sort of mole cab or something. Yeah,
1: it has a big drill on the front. I
0: I don't remember that being a method of transportation in earlier episodes to the orphanarium. I
1: you think it's just it's faster, or it's just a more comfortable ride? It's kind
0: of. <laughs> it looks kind of neat, though.
1: It's better than taking the tubes.
0: It creates a lot of potholes or sinkholes. <laughs> um. So
1: she goes to uh for story time and she's there to uh, read a book to the children but they uh, they yes they have no books for her yeah, to read and actually
0: it was it was public domain story time <laughs> 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 it was the other thing but yeah they have no books to read
1: and uh, so so sh- she has to make up a story and she's terrible
0: yeah so she runs away and she promises to come back although the kids don't want her to at all. <laughs> No, they tell her to stay away. So yeah, so Leela tries to write her own episode back at Planet Express, but in one of this was actually one of my favorite scenes of the episode. Like Fry starts coming in uh, playing the trombone.
1: Apparently, he's quite musical.
0: It's the only he only knows the one song though. Yeah, <laughs> um, he also plays the holophoner. Yeah, I was gonna say surprising that he chose the trombone, and maybe he gave up on the holophoner. Maybe they forgot about it. The
1: trombone worked (laughs) better in that (laughs) The
0: trombonophoner.
1: Tromboner.
0: And then uh, what else happens? Um,
1: Amy has this crazy Asian game.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I forget the name of it now. Uh, Tokyo Multiball or something like that. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Zoidberg uh, says, I suddenly learned how to tap dance. By accident. Yeah. Or by accident. A couple stood of paint in, cans. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, there's there's Bender, who becomes uh, a tugboat or a steamboat. A
1: steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps
0: whistling. And, uh, and, of course, Hermes has to have his 421 daiquiri.
1: <laughs> Voiced by Phil Lamarr. Yeah,
0: Phil Lamarr. Uh, the Philomar voiced daquiri. Hermes. Not what comes, the
1: what comes <laughs> at 420 for Hermes? <laughs> That's a good point.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, so basically, Leela can't work through all this noise. And so she goes, she takes the ship to who knows where. It's not told. Um, it's revealed later. Another radio tease. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she takes the ship and uh, goes to write her own story and then comes back to the orphanarium.
1: And she tells her story. And it's a big hit. And she has a a nice little music box piano that plays along while she sings songs. And she has these little puppets. And the kids love it. I
0: think they were like those, you know, felt uh, things that she put on her board. Like, you know, when you were a kid, you had, like, uh, in story time, those little felt characters that they attached to the board. That's what it reminded me of.
1: See, they don't have that at (laughs) orphanariums. No. I guess what's important is that. At the same time, Abner Double Deal comes and he wants to do some testing on some children's programs.
0: You know, that's funny that I didn't pick up on because I I was sort of writing something else. But there that little brain ray thing that he uses, he wears like a radiation suit while he runs it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's some harmless gamma rays or whatever kind of ray it is. Yeah. So uh, so it shows them a bunch of television programs from uh, From (laughs) Tickelodeon. And they don't rate well the kids. Let's see, there was a... Popular
0: Slut Club.
1: Popular Slut Club.
0: And then... uh, I bet that's a real thing, by the way. (laughs) Oh, probably. Not a TV show, but it's probably a real thing.
1: (laughs) After listening to this podcast, type in popularslutclub.com and see what happens. Uh,
0: Not at work. Not at work. (laughs) Um, There's also live from the Rowdy, Roddy Piper Orphanarium, the uh, Extreme Toddler Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) There was one? a few other shows, I think, but I can't remember there what they were.
1: A, the Spongebob Squarebots.
0: Spongebot Squarebolts, yeah. What did I say? <laughs> Spongebob something.
1: Squ- Squarebots? I don't know. <laughs> Yours is better.
0: Fun trivia. Abner Double Deal is voiced by Tom Kenny. And Tom Kenny also voiced Spongebot Squarebolts. And that is a parody of Spongebob Squarepants, who Tom Kenny also voiced. So... That's pretty cool. Very circular, I guess.
1: Yeah, all good things.
0: <laughs> anyway, so uh, so we, I guess we were um, the Abner Double Deal was monitoring the children's reaction to Leela's story, and uh, so then he wants to make a make a TV show out of it.
1: And they do.
0: Yeah, and they th- for, for some reason they film it at Planet Express, and I guess because it was trying to do yeah they save money on sets right
1: yeah they're trying to do uh, film the TV show for under 50 bucks
0: <laughs> that's right um, and uh, and the various characters are played by uh, by fry Amy Zoberg and uh, and Hermes Hermes plays one I think I believe so maybe Leela also plays one of the characters I um, and so they it becomes a hit
1: The episode becomes a hit, and then she starts, uh, her ego starts
0: uh, getting inflated. Because she's won several awards, including the Young People's Choice Awards.
1: Yeah, as opposed to the Old People's Choice Awards.
0: The Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) That's according to the episode. (laughs) Then Abner Double Deal at the awards banquet uh, is demanding a script from Leela, and she can't write it right there on the spot because it's too noisy. So...
1: Which was an excuse because it wasn't noisy no, at all. It was not. Yeah. And uh, and in the meantime, Bender was hooking up with... Uh,
0: Some sort of actress spot. An
1: actress spot.
0: It was also a massage chair or something.
1: In real life, it yeah. a massage chair. And uh, so she takes the ship uh, to her special place. Her where quiet she place. Yeah, where she writes. And, of course, Bender comes out with his floozy. Yeah. And uh, and sees how uh, how Lila's creative process actually works, and it's actually they're just on a another planet. that the uh, she's just watching these things happen. She's yeah, just and she's transcribing, just transcribing
0: it, but she can't type fast enough.
1: What's the world called? Blumbly uh, Bloop?
0: Oh, Rumbly Hump. Rumbly with the humplings. Hump. Yeah,
1: so she's watching the humplings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is that is terrible. Um so so yeah Bender discovers this by accident and, and
1: the entrep- entrepreneur he is Yeah he
0: decides to to make take this to his advantage and uh score some money out of the deal. Uh he gets half of the gross of the uh of the of the show. But doesn't matter to Leela apparently cuz she doesn't care about money.
1: No because of all the awards yeah. she won. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, she's well. She re- really, she's doing it for the kids in the orphanariums because she wants to be a role model for them. But and this is where she sort of starts to get into a dilemma and the fact that she stole the the whole show and the idea from real life people. Well, real life humplings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go back to Planet Express to film another episode where uh, where they they sing. I think it's your favorite song, but. Uh,
1: well, we'll we'll get to all they that. They sing a, a few songs. Yeah,
0: they 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 sing quite a few songs in this episode. Actually, they're they're kind of catchy in a way. <laughs> they're good. They have but
1: a an oompa loompa feel to them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, then one of the orphans, I think it's the one with the ear on her forehead, uh, comes up to Leela and shows her her drawing, and how she's created her own story, just like Leela, And then the guilt just overrides her.
1: The and the truth comes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she reveals the truth that she she really stole it. She takes them to uh, the real planet Rumpel Hump, yeah. <laughs> and shows them yeah. the Humplings. Yeah, and where actually one of the songs that the Humplings sh- sing that we didn't see uh, uh, Fry and Company in uh, sing was the ninety-eight words we don't say <laughs> just like uh, um anyway George
1: Carlin, <laughs> the seven words you can't say on TV it's true but it's grown to 98
0: I guess um so
1: it's actually <laughs> fewer than seven now
0: <laughs> that's true uh so she on children's programming on children 98 yes,
1: words yes okay
0: um so yes now so they show she shows everybody the the humplings and uh, Abner Double Deal realizes basically he can film a reality show and he adopts all the children to work as the crew. He doesn't have to pay anybody any money. And uh, Leela is devastated at the end because she has failed as a role model. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that is a good place to uh, uh, take a break. A, Let's break. Take a break. Futuramapedia is brought to you by the new fall lineup on Tickelodeon featuring Yo Gimme Gimme and popular slut club. Hurry, Captain! A skinny kid needs our help! Super-size me!
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's the break, y'all. Look at that bass groove right here.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Now that I told y'all a little bit
1: about myself, let me tell you a little bit about this dance. It's real easy to do. Check it out. First, I lift to the side like my legs was broken. Shaking and twitching, got like I was smoking. Crazy, whack funky. People say you look like MC Hammer on
0: crack, Humpty. That's all right, because my body's in motion. It's supposed to look like a fitter or a convulsion. Anyone can play this game. This is my dance, y'all. Humpty Hump's my
1: name. So, let's talk about some funny things that happened.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got a, actually a whole, whole page of notes.
1: Wow, you even <laughs> typed your notes. Yeah,
0: no, I, yeah, I typed it with my pen. <laughs> um, my notes are kind of disorganized, but I think they're sort of, sort of in the order of the episode that we watched. Um, but one thing I, I, I wanted to mention uh, while we were talking about the episode summary there was Rusty the organ harvesting clown. <laughs> 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 he only <laughs> visits on Tuesdays to the Orphanarium.
1: <laughs> and of course his name has to be Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Like they use a rusty saw to, <laughs> to hack those organs out.
0: And and the children would rather get their organs harvested than have Leela come back. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I'm glad uh, I always enjoy see Cookieville Minimum Security Orphanarium. Yeah. And actually, one of my favorite parts from that episode was you saying, oh, is that a new place? <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> Cookieville. <laughs>
0: well, no, I, I just it didn't f- seem familiar to me for the other times you visit Cookieville. I don't remember it being a minimum security orphanage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was maximum.
0: Oh, wow. Well. They
1: got a paint job. <laughs> <laughs> they, they gave it a spit shine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well and they still uh well th- the orphanarium though hasn't really changed much uh because they still can't afford anything um uh, they don't have food so they ate all the books and they play with dust motes. <laughs> what is a dust moat <laughs> um i could probably show you some underneath our bed we dust builds up it oh. mixes with hair
1: oh, like a dust ball yeah dust bunnies That'd be really fun to play with if if there's some allergic kids there. Base <laughs> wash them with a dust mode.
0: <laughs> um, so there there was uh, there was actually quite a bit to get from this episode that was kind of funny. Uh, some of the th- other things I wrote down. Um, they measured the kids' reaction to the television shows for tickle on the phonograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a phonograph. Determine whether to stay at a party or not. Is this fun enough? And just look at the phonograph.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure it would change by what room or conversation. You
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, one of the obvious lines, too, was uh, Lila was, was unsure whether her show was going to be a hit or not. And so she, she says, we all know that any TV show that's even slightly good will get canceled. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Futurama was canceled uh, a few years back. Fox. Uh, nasty Fox. They still present the show, though. It's 30th Century Fox. <laughs> Even <laughs> though it's on the Comedy Central channel, I guess.
1: Well, um, that's because of the DVD
0: distribution. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we mentioned earlier, though, that uh, they they there was a lot of songs in this episode. And one of them was that 98 words we can't say or we don't say. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a fairly extensive list. But uh, what... What were some of the other songs? There was <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to ask me what are the 98 words no. you can't say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: I don't think we should go into that because that would give us an explicit rating. <laughs> um. So, well, other than the 98 song words we don't say, there is also the Rumble D. Hump song. <laughs> yeah. Sort of sounds like... yeah. Um. Like, You know there's that 90s song, like a Humpty Dump song or something that a rapper did? I don't remember. Um... We love our vegetables, which <laughs> was actually sung by the real humplings not uh, not on the show, and the Pastrami song, <laughs> which <laughs> was all about not eating food on the floor
1: <laughs> case in point yeah dog
0: <laughs> although although at the end of that song um, Abner Double Deal tells the kids to take the pastrami that fell on the floor and put it on the table (laughs) (laughs) well they're
1: trying to produce a television show for under $50 yeah which is
0: why they went the reality route Uh, and then there's one more song that uh, I think you said was your favorite one or at least you had a good line from it
1: it's called Don't Lick It (laughs) I believe and yeah it was just that line poke it with a stick and lick the stick instead (laughs) (laughs) that whole song was just funny yeah, it was. Don't don't lick anything if it's if it's alive. Only lick it if it's dead.
0: <laughs> so one of the other uh, w- for for some reason this made it into a kids show. Uh, Fry's version of uh, the springy uh, hum- humpling was drinking a spinach martini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which sounds really gross, but yeah, I guess that's one it's way of getting your uh, your vegetables in.
1: Yeah, it it sounds healthy.
0: Um. We'll just uh, just talk quickly about some recurring characters uh, in this show. We already mentioned Abner Double Deal. Uh, we previously saw him in uh, the last episode we saw him in. Actually, the full episode was Alila of Her Own, which we talked about in our Blurners Ball episode. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen. Download. Um pedia Yeah. <laughs> Raging Bender and also a couple of cameos in the Future Emma movies. And most recently, actually, I d- haven't seen this one. Have you seen the butter junk effect? Yes. Yeah? I did not see that. But he's, he's, in s-
1: the, he's in that episode.
0: So, d- and I kind of just guessed that it has something to do with the Butterfly Derby. He's running it, I'm, asser- I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I believe he's the team owner. Don't quote me. <laughs> Basically, he's <laughs> owning, like, some other entertainment team or... Yeah, and he's all about program. being sleazy
0: and double dealing, hence his name, Double Deal. Double Deal. Um, and also in the episode, though, during the Young uh, was it? The Young Fans Choice Awards... Young um, People's? Young People's Choice Awards. Um, it's brought to you by Slurm, and at one point, Leela gets slurmed. I can't remember why, but uh, it's she slurmed uh, directly from the Slurm Queen. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was kind of a neat callback. I like that. That
1: was a great callback. Great yeah. callback to a
0: former episode of ours. Yep. Well. Yeah. Uh, Frying the slurm factory.
1: Talking about the Willy Wonka.
0: That was our second episode. I think you should download that one too. Recurring characters. Other than that, of course, there's the orphans from the orphanarium. Albert's a great Albert.
1: Great kid. He always has that stain on his shirt. Yeah. You think he would get more stains as time progresses?
0: Probably. Clearly,
1: he's not washing.
0: No. And then there's the... Who's the... the girl
1: with the ear hunter face. Yeah. Leela almost adopted.
0: Almost, because of the ear on her face. And then the guy that runs the orphanarium, I can't remember his name, but we just noticed he's a bureaucrat, actually. Did you, you catch... just noticed. I, I, I knew that. Fine. I just noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch what, number, beer, what level of bureaucrat he is?
1: It's in the triple digits 134 uh, okay. or something like that i can't if remember if it is, is 134 it i'm gonna be very surprised is
0: is higher better than lower for bureaucrats i can't remember
1: i believe higher is worse
0: it's oh like right so like there's a number one is the one in charge
1: yeah right. well i mean clearly you know the i'm gonna call him a warden the <laughs> at an orphanarium isn't yeah the most prestigious position
0: you know what's funny is that uh he wears a bureaucrat badge and so does that uh what's her face uh in that episode where hermes loses his job she wears the the badge but hermes we never see him wear the badge
1: we have seen him but it was only when they call attention to it yeah when they need it i want to know his name and his rank now can you pull that up real quick
0: warden vogel
1: mr vogel
0: Warden Vogel, and he is 135.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> okay. I mentioned at the top of the show there was one line that I really didn't like. We'll get to that in a few minutes. No, I was just joking. <laughs> oh, you got me <laughs> excited here. No. Um, uh, yeah, i just joking. <laughs> okay, what's, so what's your worst line? So, it was actually um, when Fry was talking to Leela, I think it was near the end of the episode. He said, that, uh, he said something about uh Leela's Lady Gaga esque fame hog. And I didn't like the reference because for one thing the whole episode was standing very well on its own, like uh, you know, just making the its own jokes based on the episode itself and their future based. And all of a sudden they drop in uh a twenty first century reference. Plus, Fry was not around for Lady Gaga. So he would have had to gun out and actually learn about Lady uh, Gaga.
1: And he doesn't learn. No, of course not. So they're trying to learn things? Right. Those bastards.
0: So uh, yeah, I didn't that that was that probably brought the episode down a little notch for me. But other than that, that I is, liked it.
1: That's quite the astute observation.
0: And actually that that and to bring it back to general criticism about Futurama overall is that's what a lot of people don't like when they reference, you know, 20 or 21st century things instead of making jokes about the future and that's normally it doesn't bug me but that that one for some reason
1: i just didn't like you just don't like lady gaga or jokes (laughs) on her expense all right so that pretty much brings this episode to a close Uh, but as always we like to go over our favorite joke from the episode i already said mine with the licking and the poking it with a stick now what was your favorite joke
0: Oh, for a while I was thinking about the 421 Dacery, uh, but I ended up going with the Mr. Q card, <laughs> where <laughs> he just took Leela's script and fed it into a machine, and it printed out giant Q cards.
1: <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, like Mr. Coffee. Mr. Coffee. Mr. Mr. Ra- radar.
0: Yeah, and there's probably a whole bunch of other machines. Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. V- video or something. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that was that was my favorite of, of the episode, one. Mr. Q-Card.
1: Did you have a favorite line?
0: Um, no, not really. I didn't uh, didn't pay close enough attention to the lines.
1: Did you have an anti-favorite <laughs> line?
0: <laughs> yeah, I already mentioned <laughs> the Lady Gaga <laughs> one. So uh, so that that brings us to the end. Um, I did want to mention I set up a Twitter account for us finally. You know, you know got lazy and didn't do it, but uh, you can go to twitter.com and find us at Futurama podcast and uh, I followed uh, a whole bunch of people for associated with Futurama. Apparently Billy West doesn't have a Twitter account that mm. I could find.
1: And we think we're following Bender. <laughs> we're pretty sure. Pretty sure it's John. to He seems a little political.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, what else? You can also uh, check out the blog for uh, for show notes at com,
1: And you can email us at futuremepedia at outlook.com.
0: So, uh, so, thanks for listening today and downloading the episode. I think uh, I think we said we we're going to do a season two episode. Don't know what wh- which one yet.
1: If you have any ideas, feel free to send us a message yeah. via all the the channels. aforementioned channels. Yep. yep.
0: Um, so uh, that's uh, that's it. I'm Steve Gower,
1: and I'm Mike uh-huh. Marsden. <laughs>
0: Quick aside. Rusty the organ harvesting clown. That comes in after she comes back, right? Sorry, you said
1: you wanted to do this live? (laughs) Okay. I'm done being a four-year-old. And he wants to do some testing on uh, some children.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, it was... It was a toss up, for a while I was thinking the 421 Dakiri or Dactery. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? It's because I spelled it with a G. <laughs> no. Let's get stupid. I'm just going to read. Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. De- Steven's going to read something now from his notes. <laughs> so he's preparing himself, he's licking his lips.
0: Turn off that crap-orama.